Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and trending. I'm Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening at 10 Saturday night. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the evening show here on the Truckers Podcast. I hope everybody so far is having a good weekend. And right now here in London, Ontario, Canada, we are getting a little bit of a thunderstorm. So if you hear some thunder in the mic back in the background, because the microphone obviously is going to pick it up. And uh, that's the way it goes when you do a live show. Anything's possible. So, um, you know, there's one, there's one thing, uh, well, a couple things that uh, I wanted to um, talk to you about tonight, and um, this has been 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 sitting in the, um, I guess, in the in the waiting room um, for a couple of days. Um, I did mention this once before about, um, vaccine certificates. Our premier Doug Ford said he's not going to have a split society. And, you know, the Ontario science table says that vaccine certificates, um, could be used to speed up reopening of high risk settings like concerts, like indoor concerts, um, you know, indoor venues. Um, you know, talking about the reopening of, of like the high risk settings in the province sooner. Um, so they published this 21 page brief providing their key considerations on a possible vaccine uh, certificate program, including that provincial governments may want to consider develop of a common design, whatever that means. According to the brief, the vaccine certificates could be used in Ontario on a short-term basis to help reopen high-risk settings such as indoor, indoor dining, bars, gyms, cultural and sports events sooner. And, you know, in an increased capacity, you know, basically, you know, it's just telling people that, okay, you know what, you're fully vaccinated. Yeah, you can come in. You're not fully vaccinated. You got to wait. You're not vaccinated. You can't come in. This is just going to pose, you know, a lot of problems. You know, we already have... Um, the indoor dining, obviously, um, going on right now. Um, 
And when they're talking about on a large term basis, the brief says that it could serve as a as a secure and standardized way to show immunization records. Official point at the schools and workplaces that require mandatory reporting of immunization status as potential sites where vaccine certificate programs could be useful, and they could be useful in those places. Any kids going into you know starting school, they're they're in grade they're in grade school. They have to have their vaccines updated. Every kid has to be vaccinated. So use the certificate for that. But when you're talking concerts and you're talking indoor dining, you might as well talk. You might as well just be talking about sh- in, indoor shopping and and all these things to show that you're vaccinated that you can do all these things. That you know that's just you know. It's a really bad idea. I think that's my opinion on that. But um, the only way to deal with this is to make a distinction between vaccinated and unvaccinated. This this doctor told the news. He added that vaccine uh, certificates program could aid the province finding the solution that could help us if the situ- if the situation gets worse again. Well, I mean, this is what we're trying to avoid, obviously. We want people to get vaccinated. And here we are, you know, uh, earlier I was talking about, you know, uh, Canada opening up the land border uh, for uh, fully vaccinated Americans. And eventually, maybe later on, you know, like September, maybe, you know, opening up the international travel from other countries. We'll have to see how things go and how other countries are doing. But we know right now that the um, that the United States is again, once again, on an increase of outbreaks of COVID-19. I don't think the Premier or the Prime Minister of Canada waited long enough to find out what is really going on in the United States, whether you're vaccinated or not. Now, using paper slips as proof of vaccination upon receiving a vaccine dose, the vaccination status can also be viewed and downloaded online. They sent me an email in a PDF form, you know, showing my my vaccine that I am fully vaccinated. You know, um, that's for me, that's my business. You know, if I want to share that with people, that is my business. And the brief underlines a need to rule out and conduct a vaccination certificate program in a, in, a, in a ethical manner, arguing that there are important ethical, legal, accessibility, and privacy considerations that the guide that should guide the design and implementation of the COVID-19 vaccine certificates to ensure it affects or not disproportionate to the aim. Well, that's just ridiculous because it would be an ethical, you know, legal, uh, it would be an accessibility program uh, problem. It will be a privacy problem. You know, this is after Doug Ford says, oh, no, we're not going to have that going on. We're not going to have a split society. This is not going to take place. You know, that's just the way, you know, and then the this 
you know, the advisory table, the medical advisory table comes out, you know, with this 21 page, you know, recommendations, you know, the table also highlights concerns that the private sector could could come forward with its own requirements that patrons and customers without government health authorities leading the way. So, so what, so what's going to happen here? Like you're going to go, you know, to a restaurant, you're going to have to show that you're fully vaccinated or you don't get in, or you're going to have to go to the grocery store, you know, maybe, um, uh, a bar, you know, and you have to show that you're fully vaccinated. That is just absolutely absurd. You know, absolutely absurd. You know, now if they want to do this for their workplaces, if they want to do this for their employees, that's fine. Hey, thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Um, so this evening... You know, I was talking about here in Ontario that um, the um, the Ontario Science Table are saying that vaccine certificates could be a way to speed up reopening of high risk settings, for like for indoor venues. Um, now our premier you know, about a week ago, maybe about a week and a half ago, he turns around and he says, we are not going to have a split society. Now, the advisory table, you know, says that That the, that the vaccine certificates differ from a passport vaccine. The pass, like, for, you know, for the passport provides a proof of vaccination status of the purpose of travel across international borders. Whereas a vaccine certificate is a variable um, way of issuing for the province that a person received and approved and completed the series of vaccines. That's not what, they'd be using it for the certificate in it, it would be used the same as a passport it would be a passport to an indoor venue is what it would be as to compare to a a, a another <clears throat> vaccine passport or a certificate, they can call it what they want. It would be a passport for only fully, fully vaccinated Canadians to go to the indoor venues. The mayor of Toronto called, called uh, the vaccine uh, certificate program, you know, he said, you know, he wanted to do that. It would just, it would just be such a problem. It would just be such a hassle. You would be infringing on, on people's rights is what they would be doing. And that's why the premier of Ontario said he's, he's not going to have a split society.
It is my business and it is it is my right to tell you whether I've been vaccinated or not. That's purely up to me. You know, if I want to share that information with people, I'll share that informa- uh, information with people. And I have said so on my podcast. And, oh, no, by the way, I am fully vaccinated. And that's all the people need to know. And, yes, I do have a, a PDF downloaded form with my vaccine information. But I don't need to use it for anything. I'm free to go on my merry way. I'm free to go into into public buildings and everything else like that. But we still have to wear masks, which is fine by me. I don't have an issue with that. And we still have to social distance retain six feet apart. Movies, movie theaters are only opened at 50% capacity. All the gyms are open now. All the malls are open now. And they're talking about a vaccine certificate. I mean, for 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 um, going to school. I mean, every every child when starting school, they have to have their immunization update. They have to have all their shots. Some colleges across uh, the province are, are making it mandatory for that when the students return back to college that they have to be vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Not all of them are following that. The Western of Uni- uh, the, the University of Western Ontario here here in the city of London is also calling on that all students and staff and faculty um, be vaccinated before class resumes back in the fall time. All public school systems, every every kid 12 and up can be vaccinated. Now they want to keep the schools open and then that means all teachers and faculty should be vaccinated. Because schools, since April the 9th, have been closed. And they want to be able to get them back into the classroom. So use the certificate for things like that. When you use it on the general public to get into venues and other businesses, maybe. I think the, the, the uh, passport certificate is not the way to go. Have trust in your citizens to get vaccinated. 
and right I and right now I can tell you sitting here that approximately 50% of the Canadian population is fully vaccinated. Which is a good thing. People are getting back to work. People are going back into the office. Unless, you know, their employer says, no, you can still work from home. But here in Ontario, Canada, we're only in the stage three opening plan. And going the certificate way, showing that you're you're vaccinated, you know, you got to give this time because, you know, there's still people, you know, going about their business, you know, to get their second shot because, you know, you got to wait that 21 to 28 days after you, after your first shot. Right now here in Ontario, there is no wait time. You don't have to make an appointment. You can walk into any vaccine clinic and sit down and get a needle in the arm. So there's absolutely no excuse of why you're not vaccinated. Your place of work, they have to give you the time to go get vaccinated. That is mandatory by the government that all workplaces provide that time to their employees. So there's no excuse. So why are they even talking about a passport cert certificate? I think it's really unnecessary. And like I said, our premier of Ontario, I mean, he's not gonna, you know, go back on what he said. I mean, do politicians do that? Do they go back? on what they say. Yeah, probably. But I don't see it happening. You know, this is all, you know, kind of kind of stuff that is um, up in the air. Um, you know, how how long are they going to, you know, push push the this agenda on vaccine certificates? Well, we're not calling it a passport, though, you know, because, you know, a vaccine passport is for travel to allow you to go places. Well, so is a vaccine certificate. Allow you to go places, allow you to go to those large venues that is eventually, you know, coming back. Now, you know, for the last 16 months, 17 months, whatever the case may be, or maybe, you know, when they implemented um, mask mandates um, throughout, you know, the United States, I mean, we weren't right off, we weren't out the gate, you know, when it came to mask wearing. I mean, eventually it did come every jurisdiction or or county or city or whatever the case may be 
um, did it at different times, you know, than anybody else, you know, and eventually it became, you know, mandatory everywhere for indoor um, public places and workplaces that um, mask wearing um, had to be done. And while the need for mask wearing never fully um, dissipated during the pandemic, guidance from the United States Center for Disease and Control and Prevention um, in May that removed restrictions for vaccinated individuals was a welcome was welcome to people, you know, of a possible of a possible return to normalcy. You know, we didn't sound all muffled, you know, when we're trying to talk to one another and and you know have to keep repeating ourselves. Now with the cases and the hospitalizations increasing throughout the United States, safety precautions such as mask mandates are once again under consideration. Now, you know, the CDC's decision was putting trust in the American people to really do the right thing, but unfortunately people chose to go out and pull their mask off, whether they were vaccinated or not. It's happened here in Canada. It's happened all over the world, the people doing that. But, you know, we, you know, even here in Canada and other, in other, in other countries, and, and of course the United States. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta trust the health officials to give the best advice they can at the time, right? And the CDC gave the best advice they could at the time. Now the Delta variant, which is also here in Canada, and it's in the United States, and it's in every country around the world to uh, is is more transmissible and dangerous and accounted for an estimated 83% of the coronavirus cases in the United States for the for the two weeks ending July the 17th. And cases are rising sharply. The United States averaged more than 49,300 new COVID-19 cases a day over the week ending Friday, yesterday. Nearly 60% jump from the week prior and more than four times the, the lowest average of, of 2021, 11,299 on June the 22nd, according to the John Hopkins University. And then I ask myself, you know, with the Prime Minister of Canada, opening up the land border to fully vaccinated Americans. We know that vaccines are not 100%. It's not a magic potion. 
just like the flu vaccine, <clears throat> it's not 100%. But we're talking about a different coronavirus. We're talking about the mutations and the variants of this virus. Now, the only thing really that we have going for us here in Canada and the United States and around the world is the vaccine. Mask wearing, why is it such a big deal to wear a mask? I mean, how hard is it just to just do it? I mean, as a truck driver, I come, in I come in contact with a lot of people. Every workplace that I deliver to is man mandatory for the employees to wear a mask. And it's mandatory for anybody coming from the outside, inside that business to wear a mask. And even though I'm fully vaccinated, I still have to wear a mask. Now, the CDC data Friday showed that the rate of vaccinations continue to slow. The daily average of people become fully vaccinated is the lowest it's been since the end of January when the U.S. was just beginning to ramp up the, its vaccination drive. 30 states have yet to fully vaccinate and at least half of the residents with Alabama and Mississippi at less than 35% fully vaccinated, according to the CDC. In Alabama, the governor called out the unvaccinated folks for the rise in COVID-19 cases. Folks are supposed to have common sense, but it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks, it's the unvaccinated vaccinated folks that are letting us down. This is what the governor of Alabama said. And with the vaccine numbers lagging, officials say more countermeasures against COVID-19 are likely needed. You know, maybe going back into closing businesses down, stay home orders, And the guidance on mask wearing from the CDC has not changed. But the CDC director said Thursday localities may want to make their own call, which it is up to the mayor of your cities, it's up to the governors. You know, it's even up to businesses. You know, 
business owners, if they want you to come into their establishment and they want you to wear a mask in order to come in there, then wear a mask. Get vaccinated. You know, this reopening of the of the land border between Canada and the United States to fully vaccinated Americans can change. The Prime Minister of Canada can turn around and say, well, you know what? You know, they're 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 talking, you know, um, you know, the increase in the amount of cases, you know, reported you know, on an average of almost 50,000 cases a day, the Prime Minister of Canada can change his mind at any time. August the 9th isn't written in stone that the Canadian land border will be opened to fully vaccinated Americans. If these numbers keep increasing, which they probably will, you know, maybe the land border won't open because Joe Biden, the president of the United States, is not opening the American side land border to Canadians, Mexico. He's keeping the border shuttered until November the 21st. When here in Canada, we are doing far better in our vaccination rate, and we are doing far better in the vaccination or in the in the in the COVID nineteen cases. I guess that that you know we Canadians want out of this mess. And we want it out sooner than later. So we're getting vaccinated. And oh, by the way, we're ahead of you. And a vaccination rollout is not a race to the finish line. It's just the right thing to do. The official St. Saint in St. Louis, Missouri have gone one step further by instituting an indoor mask mandate at public settings beginning on Monday, joining Los Angeles County as one of the first areas in the country to reinstate such measures. Missouri has one of the highest rates of average new daily cases per capita according to the John Hopkins University data. The new rule require every one age five and over, including those who are vaccinated, to wear a mask. Wearing masks outdoors, especially in, in group settings, will be strongly encouraged. Now, I guess in um, 
you know, we've lost more than 500 citizens in St. Louis to COVID-19. And if our region doesn't work together to protect one another, we could see spikes that overwhelm our hospitals and public health systems where you see what's going on in the Los Angeles County and other parts of the United States where uh, once again, your hospitals are being overran again with the increase of COVID-19. Putting the stress on your health care, putting stress on the people that work in those hospitals that are trying to help you, your doctors and your nurses. It's almost like people just think that they're expendable or something. Oh, they're just doctors and nurses. They'll be there for us. It's okay. You know, no worries. They don't get stressed out. You know, they're professionals. Have you read, have you ever read any stories about, you know, the doctors and nurses of what they talk about? You ever read their stories? You ever heard of, heard them of what they have to say? You ever heard of what they're going through? They're face-to-face -face with COVID on a daily basis. Standing over you, trying to help you. So you got the both jabs. And just to say, I appreciate you getting more of the work out there. Thank you very much because I think it's really important. I think it's necessary. Now, And, you know, with the school year, you know, just around the corner. Now, I guess, you know, in the United States, I guess, um, you know, what you, you, your schools go back like, what, mid-August? The middle of August, I guess. Here in Canada, we start like, you know, like the first week of September. You know, Um and vaccines access um, available to those um, over the age of 12. And some districts are preparing for a return to classes with mask mandates. And they're even, you know, even talking about that still here um, for when the kids, you know, return back to class in September, um, that they still may um, require them to wear um mask while in the classroom and they're still talking about that today for the kids re returning back to school in september because they don't want to close the schools again here in ontario canada throughout this pandemic 
doors on the schools have been closed three times throughout this entire pandemic. Three times. They want, they do not want to have to keep doing this. This online learning, it may work for some, but it's not working for a lot of kids. And especially those kids that really need that one-on-one or other special needs. I don't, I, you know, I just, I, I just don't understand, you know, how, how difficult it, it is for some people not to wear a mask or not get vaccinated. I mean, how can you live with yourself if you pass on COVID-19 to somebody that you love? A co-worker, a perfect stranger, maybe you survive it, but they don't. And this has happened, ladies and gentlemen. We've had plenty of our share in in workplace outbreaks. People making making the choice of going to work because they're a low wage earner and they have to go to work or they don't make any money. And where they contract COVID-19 and they have survived it, but they pass it on to the loved ones and they did not. And now, you know, here, here across Ontario, here across Canada, um, you know, especially here in Ontario, we don't have you know, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for 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 um, not wearing a mask. And like I said earlier, for vaccines, you can just walk into a vaccine clinic and get vaccinated. You don't need an appointment. It's readily available. You know, last week, California had announced strict statewide measures for masks in classrooms. So it's just, you know, it's not just isolated. It's not just isolated in in different areas of the United States. I mean, we're looking at over... 40 plus states, 45 probably with an increase of COVID cases. And when you're seeing 49,300 new cases a day and over the week ending just Friday in the United States.
I don't know what to tell you. I really, I, you know, I, I really don't. You have the means, you have the capacity for everybody to get vaccinated. See here in Canada, yeah, you know, we, we had a we had a tough time with it at the beginning when it came to the vaccines with the rollout. You know, so did everybody else because, you know, Pfizer, you know, they had an upgrade a facility in Europe in or in order to start to meet all the demands. So we had a slow start. And once we started taking care of the most vulnerable people in our society, and that's the elderly people, people who live in, in, in nursing homes, retirement homes, and their own homes, they became priority. And once we started going through that population, then we started going through age groups. And then once people started getting that first shot, you know, I thought, okay, you know what? Somehow we got to figure this out. We got to speed this up even more. So then once, you know, people started getting their first doses and you wait that 21 to 28 days, except for the people who lived in retirement homes and nursing homes and the other lived in their own homes, they got that, that second shot in that time frame. But then they changed it up And that after you received your first shot in the, when we got into the lower age groups that you had to wait four months for your second shot so we could get more needles in the arms of people. And it's working. It worked. I happen to be one of those individuals that have to, that had to wait four months after my first shot. I received my first shot on March the 19th and my second shot on June the 19th. And our cases are relatively low, not just here across the province of Ontario, but across the entire country. Now, when you hear things like this, what I'm talking about, you know, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in every state, you know, but wear a mask. You know, what, what, what happened, you know, what happened to um, flu season. I don't even. I don't even remember um, flu season. As though it never. It, it, as, as though it never existed.
but this is a different kind of virus. Should we should we be worried? Well, we are worried. Man, we all got COVID fatigue. You know what is this, 16, 17 months? This has been going on. Is this something that is going to become a, a seasonal problem like the flu? Or is this something that eventually we are going to be able to beat it? Like smallpox and measles. Eradicated because of vaccines. You know, the flu across the United States, I mean, yeah, you had you had a really bad year in in, in twenty seventeen. You know, twenty twenty and going into 2021 and mask wearing and stuff like that. I mean, you probably had a really, really, really low case. Or maybe you didn't even hear of any cases of the flu. I heard like, you know, here, here across Canada, there, there was a couple of cases, not very many, maybe a handful of the flu. And even now here in Ontario, I mean, like I said, we're only in the stage three reopening in this province and mask wearing is still mandated. And we're down to like something like, you know, maybe a hundred, 160 cases a day. from back two, three months ago when we were seeing almost 6,000 cases a day with the vaccines coming out, getting in the arms and mask wearing and social distancing, following the rules. Here in this province of Ontario, I mean, we had the largest outbreak in any province or territory. And we battled our way back to getting businesses and people back to work, getting businesses open. You know, back in the early springtime, Ontario, Canada, was the only place in North America where you could not play a round of golf. Golf courses were closed. The only place in North America was Ontario, Canada, where you could not play a round of golf. And we battled our way back. And now, of course, you can go play golf. 
You can go play tennis. You can do all these outdoor activities. You can go to the gym now. Movie theaters. The shopping malls. Can even have indoor dining now. But there's still rules to follow. And with, with the indoor dining coming back, you know, you still have to wear your mask into the restaurant. And once you're seated, you can remove your mask. But if you get up from the table, you got to put your mask back on. It's that simple. And people are doing it. Nobody, nobody, you know, nobody has really been complaining much lately. You know, even with the anti-maskers out there. They're not out there in droves like they were. You know, and, and, and you know, uh, people out there um, marching to, to, to uh, loosen the restrictions. You know, that's all quieted down. You know, we're not, we're not open, you know, because of them. You know, we heard their voices. Politicians heard their voices. Medical professionals heard their voices. But it's not because of them that we're able to do these things that we're allowed to do now. It is because of the people out there who are following the rules, who are wearing their masks, and who are getting vaccinated. Is the reason is where we are today. so we can give ourselves a pat on the back. And we can thank our healthcare professionals, our doctors and nurses who've been on the front lines from the get-go. You know, these are special people. These are people who decided in their life that this is what they wanted to do. They want to help people. They want to save people. They want to care for people. So we can't put the pressures on them. We can't put the pressures on them by not wearing masks and not getting vaccinated. So we have them to thank.
you know, in, in reading, um, you know, reading stories um, from that, from the doctors and nurses who are on the front lines and everything they have gone through and all the sacrifices that they made. All the anxiety they've gone through. You know, really hitting low points in their lives. When things become overwhelmed and they become overwhelmed as people, as humans. I can't thank them enough. And you should do the same thing. You know, maybe you know somebody who works in the healthcare professional, who works in your hospitals, who are there every single day, never mind the, 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 the pandemic, but who are there every single day to help you. And that there's actually people in this world who step up in some of the most devastating situations. When people come in into the hospital from car crashes, gunshot wounds, whatever the case may be, cardiac arrest. They're there. But with this pandemic still going on, you know, people who simply refuse to get the vaccines and coming down with COVID, putting undue stress. on these doctors and nurses and undue stress on your medical, on your healthcare system. You know, the neighbors to the south, the United States of America, are friends. Two countries that have lived side by side peacefully for hundreds of years. An economy that is so intertwined You know, it's important to both countries economically, you know, to be doing the right things in our societies.
allowing fully vaccinated Americans to start coming into Canada on August the 9th. It's not really going to change much with the economy, with the tourism, um, with the tourism. You know, because the tourism, the tourism over the past 16 months it has been battered so badly that it's going to take some time, right? It's going to take some time. But every little bit helps, right? But you can go on the Canadian website and you can and you can look up the the Canadian border opening up, the Canadian land border opening up, and you can find all the details there of what you need to know. And it's important to follow the rules if you are one of those fully vaccinated Americans that wish to come here starting August the 9th. It's important to follow the rules when you arrive here. I mean, don't try and, and, you know, I mean, don't try to come here if you're not fully vaccinated. You got to be able to provide that proof. You know, I'm sure you got some sort of record that you're fully vaccinated. And you're going to have to provide that information in order to come here. Otherwise... You won't be crossing the border. And we'll see how long that goes on because, I mean, it it would be certainly really unfair. You know, I mean, just looking at these case counts, that are happening right now that I mentioned to you and to see them keep rising. And whether you're fully vaccinated or not, the Canadian government could and will at any time shutter the land border once again. something that we don't want to do. But if necessary, the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, will do whatever it takes to protect all citizens here in Canada. All Canadians. So if you like coming here to Canada, you like visiting here in Canada, maybe you have friends, maybe you have family that live here, 
If you want to come here, get fully vaccinated. And take care of your loved ones and your friends and your co-workers in the United States. You know, take responsibility upon yourself to get vaccinated. But I want to thank you for joining me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you coming out here and listening to the Truckers podcast. I will be back out tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And of course, you can um, listen to the the Truckers podcast wherever you get your podcast. Again, thank you for joining me this evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you. Have a good night. And be safe.